0: We are, we ball are, balls. Balls. Ball Your sports news podcast on Unbenched. Breaking,
1: Breaking the glass ceiling through, through sports. sports. Hi friends. How's Hi. How are you doing? Hi. Uh, we're back with an NHL heavy episode because nothing's really happening anywhere else. Um, no, that's about it. And the playoffs are, are pretty chaotic. I think I'm literally down to maybe I have a chance to get one of my series predictions right.
0: Like talk like in terms of like games too. Like yeah. I don't remember what I put for games on a lot of them.
1: I I only remember because I have it written down in a text to my dad, and I think the only one that's like still in play
0: for me is I said Tampa and seven. I. A lot of mine were six or seven, like almost all of mine, I think, or a lot of mine were six. I don't remember.
1: Oh, I have my sevens are Tampa and seven and Minnesota and seven. And then my sixes are Carolina and six and Calgary and six. Oh, I I, got
0: Colorado and four. Correct. I think I had Colorado and four, too. It might have been Colorado and five, though, low key. I should look. Okay, I have it here. Let me look at it. My final is Carolina, Calgary. Oh, Okay, I had Colorado in five, so I was close. Um, the only actually all of mine could still—I had New York in seven. I have New York in seven, Carolina in six. I have Calgary in five, but that can't happen. Yeah, I had Edmonton in six, Toronto in six, and uh, Washington in six. Okay.
1: Yeah, I had. uh I had Edmonton in four and Florida
0: in four. I didn't think there was going to be that many sweeps. I didn't pick a single sweep in the first round. Yeah. I uh, kind of. You had Edmonton in four, you said? I thought it was time. I low-key almost picked, I almost picked LA because I was like, it's cursed.
1: I feel when I was looking at that series, I'm like, this is going to go one of two ways. It's going to be Edmonton in four or LA in seven.
0: LA is like a little bit underrated. Yeah. And they've been good. They've been really good. So that brings us into what is going on in the NHL playoffs right now? Well, obviously Colorado swept um, the Nashville Predators. I think that was probably the most lopsided series in all of the playoffs. Like, especially when Nashville didn't have Soros. Yeah, they started David Riddick, and we all saw how that turned out. Um, and then Connor Ingram did his best, but he had like no career starts. I don't think any in the playoffs, and a couple in the regular season. Like this was not going to be an easy task for. It's not going to be an easy Predators. task for anyone. No, certainly not when your Vesna nominated goalie isn't playing either. So that uh, that's tough for the Predators. But you know, good season for them. Hopefully they get Saros back for the start of the season. I'm sure he'll be back because he was almost back in these playoffs. But hopefully he can put up some vesna esque numbers again. And maybe they'll be a little bit better. But Colorado advances to the second round. They're going to have to wait a bit for their opponent. Because pretty much every other series is going to go at least six games. The only one still remaining that might not is Pittsburgh, New York. Because Pittsburgh currently leads 3-1. Um, Which is so weird to me. Yes, me too. I have, like, I had New York winning, but I had New York winning in seven. Okay. So I knew it was going to be a tight series, but I wasn't sure exactly where it was going to go. I don't think New York's ready to roll over and die yet. I definitely think no, this will go six games as well, at least. But yeah, every other series is tied at two. All the games tonight are series that are tied at two obviously toronto tampa boston carolina la edmonton and minnesota Minnesota, st louis Louis,
1: the one that everyone always forgets
0: yeah no i was like i was was trying to think in my head i'm like i know which team i like it's like group a and group b who plays
1: yeah but uh no minnesota st louis it's a series that happens every year and
0: every year it's like who's the other one right those two yeah, no, I uh, I've liked that series. It's been it's been fun so far. Honestly, every series has been fun so far, but particularly the tightest series I think uh, is Toronto-Tampa. Like tight in the sense that it's gone back and forth every single game, and it's like one team is so on every night, and one team is so. I'm not off. gonna say so off because I don't think. Game two, Toronto was that off. I think it was just a stupid game and the officiating. And like when you play the entire team that entire game on special teams, like that's the flow of the game is just not there. So I think that's been a huge issue with that series specifically is like when one team has nine power plays in a game or eight power plays, however many they're getting.
1: Yeah, that's not normal.
0: It's not normal. It disrupts the flow of the game. Somebody like Austin Matthews, who doesn't play penalty kill is missing out on ice. time, missing out on his flow. Cause if you're not in the game, every, you know, consistently, you're not going to be, I don't know how to word this properly, but you're not going to be as into it per se. I think looking at that series, it's hard to call anybody, but Mitch Marner Toronto's best player. I think when you have a guy that can give you what he's given you offensively and defensively, especially on the penalty kill, like he's saved that series for them multiple times. And that's just a nice refresh from last year when Mitch Marner was the scapegoat for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he just has matured so much as a player in this last year. It's nice to see. It's very nice to see. I would love to see a little bit more from John Tavares and William Nylander. I know Nylander had two goals in the last game, whatever, but you're down five, nothing. Like it's not really doing anything at that point, but
1: a little more from Tavares or a lot more because currently- I don't
0: like okay people are getting on him at, like I don't think it's like as simple as oh he just need. like I think there's something deeper there whether it's an injury or something because this you obviously isn't say. Tavares but like he's he's still doing good things like it's not to say he's like playing bad like like he's he, not a liability he's just no no I don't think so at all like he's winning face-offs which great like that's a huge thing but my issue right now with the leafs is i really don't like how quick keith is to like change the lines like let them play like let them figure it out why are we changing the lines mid game when you're winning it is what it is just let it go let them play like they play like this all season long and then now you're going to go mid game start screwing with the lines just let it play out the way it's going to, you have to have faith in your team. You have to have faith in these lines that you built from the beginning. And you're not, I guess. I don't know. But we are start going with their same lineup from the last game tonight. I'm pretty sure. Which I am not a fan of. I don't think t- Justin Hall should be in the lineup. But here we are. I was going to say on the
1: note of Justin Hall, I still can't believe the question of, why did you play your worst defenseman in a loud building? Like, How boneheaded are you? Okay,
0: it's a bad question,
1: but he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. But it's also my main issue with the question is you were assuming that Keith was automatically going to throw Hall under the bus by answering the question by speaking about him. Oh,
0: which obviously he's not going to do. Yeah, exactly. No, so I think you're baiting him. The one thing is though, I will say, just play devil's advocate here, Keith. Um. Like automatically made Justin Hall his worst defenseman when he didn't play him in game one and two. You're calling him your seventh defenseman at that point. That's true, right? So it's not yeah. like it should have been worded a lot differently. But, but the premise of the question, the is- premise of the question is correct because yeah. I was asking the same thing. Why is Justin Hall on the ice right now? I think everyone was. Uh, I really liked Timothy Lagrin in the first two games. I thought as much as I don't know. I always say this. I would rather watch a rookie make rookie mistakes than watch a 30-year-old just m- not be good enough. Make regularly scheduled mistakes. Just not even mistakes, just not be good enough. Yeah. Justin Hall is not fast enough. Like, he's he's slow. Especially in this series. Mm-hmm. Where the Leafs are arguably the faster team here. Yeah. But I guess we'll see what happens tonight. I don't know. Like, they won a game with him in the lineup. It's not like they've lost. But Tampa hasn't really made any changes other than Jan Ruda came out. Because he was hurt, and Zach Bogosian went in, and it's just been like that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. As per the other games tonight, Edmonton know, just weird, take a series weird. lead. Just take a series lead, please. Like, just do something.
1: They'll play like the like, game so so of like, just come on, do something,
0: do it. Yeah, literally. Mike Smith has had his his moments in the series where he's looked actually good. Oh.
1: He's, he was having those down the stretch where it was all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe you're not going to be like the reason this all ends. But I still feel if Edmonton loses this series, it's going to be on either a BS goalie interference call because that's how Edmonton likes to lose or it's going to be on a Mike Smith making a senior citizen type mistake. And mm-hmm. like it's going to be one of the two if they don't come out of this on top.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little worried for that, for the next... I can see that series going seven games at this point. Oh, but yeah.
1: I do hope...
0: It's kind of a mirror of the Toronto Tampa series, in a sense, where it's like... I guess maybe not, but it's kind of like either team could win, and I like feel like they could, but the team that should win is cursed, so you never know.
1: Yeah. 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 Um. I also think with that one, I like I don't really care who wins. Like I don't care about either no, of these teams. I really don't care either. But what I do care about is a round two battle of Alberta.
0: Absolutely. Because oh my god, that would be fun. I would absolutely like I would debate taking a trip. <laughs> I would debate taking a trip to to Alberta for that. But that would be the most fun you have a truck in there you have the skill of both teams like I would kill for that it just depends on if both teams I guess at this point because
1: they're both in the same
0: position right now if they can push through and get there
1: yeah that Calgary Dallas series is fun because I think it's so different from all the other series like there's been so many ridiculously high scoring games in these playoffs and then you have calgary dallas that are going like one nothing two Mm -hmm. one like three like they're so close
0: yeah
1: and i mean calgary's done this all year they'll beat you nine two or they'll beat you one nothing they don't really care they can do both Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it's you're kind of waiting for the rest of the flames to show up Mm -hmm. and be like okay like we're done we're done with this now we're gonna go on one of our runs of like putting nine in
0: the net yeah the other interesting series because i mean like carolina boston in my head isn't as interesting as no it is what it is they're there like
1: i will give carolina credit for like they're on what they're they
0: were on their third goalie for for two games there yeah for like a hot minute cash call whatever yeah for a hot minute when ranta was yeah whatever he had going on but he's back now ranta's guy he's back but I think when you have a team, like Caroline is a good team, you know, you play through that, you make it work. Boston doesn't want to roll over and die there Boston
1: just doesn't go away.
0: No, they don't. They're the same as Pittsburgh. they're and really Washington, I feel like they're all kind of the same where they're this older group of guys that should be really bad now or not really bad, but like should be old and shouldn't be this good. Yeah and and they just refuse to die. And they're still going out winning games and that takes us to. My opinion that Florida might be a fraud. Might be. I've been, on, this, I've been saying this. I've been saying this all year, and I like this might come back and bite me in the butt. Like it's, the series is tied at two, but Washington is.
1: Washington is as good as anybody right now. Like, and it's not like the games that Florida has lost have been toss-ups. Like they got clapped six-one.
0: They only won in overtime last night. Washington yeah. just as easily could have been up three one.
1: Yeah. But yeah, go back to our Ball history because there's two things that Mick has said all season. One is the Cincinnati Bengals have stupid uniforms. And two is that the Florida Florida Lina. Wow. Florida Panthers.
0: Florida Lina.
1: The Florida Panthers. The, the Florida Panthers. I think I got confused because I was saying NFL. So I assume that the thing that comes before Panthers is Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Florida Panthers are frauds and pretenders. Sorry, Alex Longbarker.
0: And here we are. And Washington is currently sitting at a 2-2 tie with them. So I picked Washington in 6 in my bracket. Makes like not to brag but we'll see where we're at next week. But right now they're just having a grand old time. I think in terms of the rest of the series, like we pretty much hit everything. It's yeah. just been a fun first round. Only seeing one sweep, like that's and every other, like, we probably won't even see, a like, a series go in five either. Everything is going to be six or seven games, which just shows how, like, this year really is anybody's year to win the Cup. And there are definitely favorites, like, there is every year, but now, even more after watching this first round, I could see anybody going to the Cup final. I could see anybody winning the Cup.
1: Yeah, I feel like all predictability and all like, oh, it's their year has kind of gone out the window by the way the teams have shown up, but also not shown up. Mm -hmm. So, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at
1: a graphic of, I'm going to switch to football real quick. I'm looking at a graphic of players that the LA Chargers have added this season and the fact that two of New England's top defensive players are on there is making me really sad. So we're going to go back to hockey, thank you.
0: Uh, we're going to talk about something else a little bit. You know, not as good. Um, the New York Islanders fired Barry Trotz. I don't get it. He had a winning record. You're, you played in the Final Four the last two years. This is the first time they didn't make the playoffs with him as coach.
1: And this time they had a 13-game road trip and 50
0: games in 99 days. Like, this is the... And I... Barry Trotz is one of my favorite coaches. I think he is a fantastic coach. Yes, he's obviously a more defensively minded coach, but good coach. And this is the second time that he's gotten screwed over. Like, remember when Washington, they won the cup and he got fired or whatever, didn't extend his contract, whatever it was. Yeah. And now this, like, I I wrote here in our notes, like, I could see him going to Winnipeg or Detroit, really. Like, both teams could be an interesting fit for him. I think Winnipeg could really, really do well under him. Yeah. I think-, I think
1: Winnipeg is right now in terms of people with vacancies. To me, Winnipeg makes the most sense. But I could also see now that Trotz is on the market, I could see Vegas turning around, firing DeBoer to bring in Trotz.
0: Mm. Maybe but I would be
1: surprised. I think I would be too, but I think he fits that group of like that group of players. They d- they're not a ton of young kids. They're in a win now kind of situation. Granted what they do with that cap number. I don't know. I don't think they know, but that, that would be like my dark horse for his landing players. But I really do like the idea of him going to Winnipeg.
0: I will tell you my idea right now. Yeah. Do you know where Barry Trotz is from? No. He's from Dauphin, Manitoba. Oh. (laughs) I just looked it up because I was curious. Is Barry Trotz going home? Also, he's only 60.
1: That's weird.
0: Or he's 59, but he's going to be 60 this year. I thought he was, like, way older. I feel... He's been around forever.
1: He... Like, he had a winning record. He... Took him to the final for the last two years. Like, it, to me, it doesn't make sense that this is a firing based solely on performance. Like, there has to be more here. Like, I can't be yeah. the only one that is looking at this and being like, no, that doesn't make sense that you're firing him on. Per- like, I, I know Lou Lamorello's in charge and, like, sometimes he makes decisions that well, are
0: I'm pretty sure he that. said in his press conference that he made this decision by himself and he didn't talk to. Like, I'm paraphrasing here but okay. I believe I didn't, he watch said, the I didn't either this is just like what I've heard since mm-hmm. um that he like didn't talk to the players about it or anything he just like and I could be so wrong here but that's
1: yeah I mean like I would love for the story here to be it was mutual he did it because he wants to go home to Winnipeg
0: but, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I know mutual.
1: Yeah, anything that's mutual doesn't get phrased as he got fired. It gets phrased as like the Jeff Blaschel thing where they're like, we are not, like we are parting ways, blah, 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 PR things.
0: In 2021, he won his 850th game, which made him the third all-time coach for wins. Like, this is a good coach. And yeah, maybe your team needed a new voice, whatever. But he was only there four seasons and two were covid craziness and one was you weren't even at home half the season because you started on the road so I feel like considering what he did for you in those four years like you give him the benefit of the benefit of the doubt and you maybe let him try and figure out this next year I mean when you look at his coaching style and you look at their team maybe he's not the best fit because a lot of these players are more like your offensive minded players yeah Which makes me think that a team like Winnipeg, who has struggled defensively, like, let's be honest here, could be a good fit. And a lot of their players, their forwards, um, really need to get better defensively if they want to have success. So that's part of the reason why I'm, like, banging this trots for Winnipeg drum so hard. Because I really do think that he can improve that team a lot. And everybody loves a good homecoming, right?
1: Of course. And, yeah, I, I, Winnipeg needs, like, someone established, I think, with that
0: group. Um, yeah, especially, you know, you had Paul Maurice for forever. And then you brought in Lowry. But, like, okay, he was interim, whatever. And now he obviously will have to interview for this position if he, if they end up. Who knows they could bring him back, but I do think that I
1: don't think there's a chance in hell they bring him back.
0: Oh, I thought I think if they were gonna bring him back, they would have just done it.
1: Exactly. Like if he's not back yet, I don't there's no chance in hell. It's it's him, it's his team next year. Like no yeah, way.
0: it's it'll be interesting. The coach the coaching search this summer will be interesting, and I think teams will wait a little bit. Like I think I don't think and anybody's gonna jump right away and make this decision. I don't think. If you're Trotz, you sign with the team tomorrow. I think you weigh your options. I think you see what's out there. And for a coach like Barry Trotz, he's not going to go a full year without a job. Like, that's not going to happen.
1: Oh, no. No, Barry, Barry Trotz will have a job by puck job next year.
0: So that's the thing. It's like, it is what it is. It'll be fine. Just he needs to find the best fit for himself and kind of go from there. Yeah. Do you
1: think Paul Maurice is going to come back to coaching for next season?
0: I don't think for next season. I don't know what's up with him. I know he wanted a break. I could see him taking a different style job like whether that's like upper management or player development or something else. Maybe, maybe, you know, head coaching. He just wants to kind of hang out for the time being. Yeah, um, but I think a lot of times, especially now, like when you watch the playoffs and stuff, that's when you kind of get your itch to go back. So you never yeah. know. Paul Maurice might end up somewhere else. I, be... I would
1: give my left kidney for him to end up in Montreal. But there's him. a
0: lot of really good coaches on the market right now, like a ton. Well, Montreal, you don't think St. Louis is coming back?
1: Oh, no, I think he's coming back. But if I was given the option between Paul Maurice and St. Louis, I'm not an idiot.
0: No, Paul Maurice is a good coach. Paul Maurice is. In my opinion, one of the most underrated coaches in the last decade. 100%. Yeah.
1: On the St. Louis train, though, like, they did say in their end-of-year pressers that the interest in bringing him back was mutual.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So, I, like, I think that's as close to a done deal as you're going to get. I agree. I don't know what that's going to look like for, I mean... I'm excited to see like what a team looks like after an offseason with him, especially like a rebuilding team, mm-hmm. young team, young coach, like whatever, there there's ways for it to work. Um, and I am excited in the sense that he's a very different voice to what they've had recently or really ever. Like he he's fresh and he's different and he's not that like defense first and You make one mistake, you sit on the bench type thing. So that gives me hope. I just don't He's not an
0: old angry Frenchman. Yeah. He's a young Frenchman.
1: Who's less angry? (laughs) A little bit angry. A little bit. I mean, you have to coach that team. Like, did you see
0: them? Like, how could you not be a little bit angry? (laughs) Yeah. So the coaching carousel is going to be, it'll be a trip this summer, but as always, we'll let you know what happens. We'll we'll keep you updated. We'll talk about it. But uh, Lamorello, give your hat a shake, man.
1: Um, Not Some news for needs to, needs to sit out.
0: Lamorello needs to be done. Lamorello, how old is he? How old is Lou Lamorello? Let's take a guess. I don't cool. know, but he
1: looks like a thumb.
0: I think he's 80. Okay, I'll give him like 76. 76? Let's see. He was born in 1942, so he is 79, he's going to be 80 this year. 1942. Most
1: people people have been retired like 10 years by this point. Like, come on. More than 10 years?
0: Jesus, man. Louis, Louis, give it up. Let it go. Louis P. Lamarillo. Oh, Jesus. I did not know his name was. I don't know what I thought his name was, but I didn't know it was Louis. Louis. Um,
1: Tom Brady signed a ten-year, three hundred seventy-five million dollars contract with Fox to be their lead analyst once he retires.
0: Oh, right. So tonight is the draft lottery. I personally forgot it was tonight. I guess that's what happens when your team's in the playoffs; you forget about the draft lottery. I forgot
1: it was tonight, and I'm working
0: it. And your team is is the highest odds of getting the first pick. Um, yeah, yeah. It it should be interesting. I mean, they put in some new rules this year. Teams are restricted from moving up more than 10 spots. Not all teams are eligible for the top two picks now, basically. The last place team, so Montreal this year, can't pick First team ever
1: in NHL history to finish in 32nd place.
0: Literally. Literally. Can't pick any worse than third overall. So the lowest, highest, lowest... Picks are weird because it's like a lower pick, but it's actually higher. They can't get any worse than the third overall pick which still a very good pick
1: yeah I feel and this draft okay so this draft is not as deep as others but I feel like anywhere in the top three
0: anywhere yeah top three top five
1: you're looking at players that can come in pretty much right away and have an impact if Montreal picks any worse than first I would love to see them pick up Slavkovsky From Slovakia. I got to watch him in the Olympics. I really, really like the kid. And I think he's a player that can come in, fit really nicely with Caulfield, Suzuki, the young group that's coming up. I think that's someone that St. Louis could have a lot of fun with kind of mentoring and helping grow and all that. And I mean, we he showed in the Olympics like big stages. He's there. He's not, he's not afraid. And that was at 17. So Obviously, like first overall pick is obviously, like always the goal, blah 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 blah, whatever. but i I wouldn't be heartbroken if they didn't get it type thing.
0: yeah, exactly. I obviously everybody wants Shane, right He's well yeah, he's the stud. he has been for years. um He's a very mature player to me, so that is the pick. But obviously you end up with a second or third pick. So walking Kid's not a bad pick either. No. Um. Obviously, like we just said, Montreal, eighteen point five percent chance to pick first overall. Arizona's actually, just.
1: I was gonna say it actually turns into twenty-two point five.
0: Oh, once really? You in,
1: once you take in all the rules, like what Nick was saying about you can't move up more than a certain amount of spots. Montreal can't drop back. Or is it? Is it twenty-two point
0: five to pick in the top two?
1: No, it's twenty-two point five. Once you do the math of teams can't move up whatever like once you do math that's a lot smarter than what I have the ability to do I'm simply parroting back to you guys like what the smart people have figured out once you take in all those considerations and factors it works out to an overall 22.5% chance of picking first overall but like if if you look at like based on it's an 18.5% chance of their ball being picked for first overall because of what's in there. But mm-hmm. once you do all these other like external things of teams can't move up a certain amount, oh, okay, all that, then like the math actually works out to 22.5.
0: Okay. So in terms of actually yeah.
1: winning the lottery. Yeah. In terms of actually winning the it's lottery, 18.5. It's in terms of ending up with a first overall pick lottery or through these like extended
0: rules, 22.5. So we'll just stick with the odds to win the lottery because that's the ones we have here. And that, yeah, yeah, for everyone else we got. Yeah. So Arizona is 13.5%, still pretty good. But obviously, Montreal has like 5% better chance of having their ball picked first. Seattle sits at 11.5, Philly is 9.5, and New Jersey is 8.5. Obviously, it goes down from there, but I don't need to read to every you can go look it up yeah like if you care that if your team is not one of those like you probably already know it's probably like a two percent chance so who cares yeah but that's the scoop um obviously by the time you're hearing this you already know what happens yeah. so hope you had fun hope you enjoyed that uh hopefully your team got whatever pick you desired them to get i don't know i just want hope my team wins everyone tonight.
1: had fun
0: i hope my team wins tonight but an actual game that matters not a yeah. lottery
1: not a lottery um <laughs> I, I'm excited and I mean like it is really fun that the year oh, Montreal is. can like go first overall they're hosting the draft they finally get to host the draft so thing like it's exciting it's, yes. it's something to be excited about hockey wise in a city that hasn't had anything to be excited about all season yeah uh, except like Cole, Cole Caulfield coming back under St. Louis I think the city got up for that but other than that it's been a pretty pretty down year hockey wise. So this is just something to, to look forward to. And Montreal is a great city for when it comes to events like that. It's really fun to just like be downtown be around the arena. Um, they really do kind of embrace those, those types of things. So yeah, it'll be absolutely. a good one. And if they, if they end up first overall, that'll, it'll be a fun draft that might actually be a draft. I would consider going to.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would. Yeah. So the last little bit to talk about here. We're moving on from the NHL. Screw screw women's hockey. Bye. Uh, Women's hockey. Makayla Grant-Mentis. Superstar. Like, let's be honest here. Such a huge piece of the Toronto Six the last two years. She has signed a contract. $80,000 American, which that's unheard of in women's hockey. $80,000 American for one year. She signed with the Buffalo Buttes today, or this week, I guess. It it came out officially today, but it had been in the works the last few days. Um, and you know, Toronto's Toronto's star is is now a member of the Buffalo Buttes. And this is such a such a huge opportunity for women's hockey to see players getting paid this amount. Like, that's a good amount of money. Like, that is a full livable salary for a year. And, you know, there's been years where we've seen them get paid barely minimum wage. And now to see such a huge shift in these contracts, this is only the beginning. And at the end of the day, no matter what's happening in women's hockey between the leagues and whatever, this is a good thing. Players making money for playing hockey pro women hockey north america that's a good thing no matter where they're playing it is exciting to see that this league is able to support this and start paying players this amount because it gives you hope that it's going to be a sustainable league and make it through you know for a long stretch of time as we look at this though we never actually got a chance to talk about this on the show but It has been reported that the PWHPA has a upcoming league announcement um, with their league set to start in January. There was a bunch of details about that league that were reported probably three weeks ago by Jeff Merrick. Um, So that's also in the works. It's, It's an exciting time for women's hockey. Players are getting paid. I believe that league said that the players would be getting paid pretty good wages as well as benefits yeah huge
1: yeah I think that was a big part of that league I remember again I worked the day that Merrick announced this and and a big thing was the benefits and the pay yeah um, and the obviously when you when you look at that league you kind of realize the potential for we might actually get to see our favorite Olympic hockey players play some league action regularly. Cause that's
0: where As it, it happened. Be.
1: Yeah. Since this um, is the UHL folded. So yeah, that, that's an exciting thing to watch, but it is so exciting that the league that's already there is, is making these
0: steps. Um, and just and at them. the end of the day, like if there's two leagues that are able to support their athletes and have players, playing and making a living wage I'm good with it if everybody's playing hockey and everybody's happy everybody's making money for the time being that's fine maybe one day the two leagues would come together and amalgamate whatever but if you have two leagues that are able to support their athletes and people are playing hockey and women's hockey is growing that's great yeah
1: there's nothing wrong with that we see it when talking about two leagues and I know for a long time the conversation has been for this to succeed there needs to be one but Look at the WNBA. There's one league there, and yes, it's doing well, but look how many athletes aren't able to play. Mm-hmm. Look how many draft picks don't make rosters. Look how many incredible, incredibly talented athletes don't even get drafted. Yep. So two leagues means twice as many teams, twice as many players getting a chance, twice as much Which is huge, awareness and twice as much pushing. And yes, obviously, like, we want it to grow as big as it can be maybe one league is the answer but in these baby step phases like the more players we can have playing the more chances people have to go to games the better
0: absolutely i think i think that's where we will unless you have anything else on that note no that's where we will end our little chat today about hockey cool I think that's a good place to end it. You know, some positivity with women's hockey. Always a good thing. We love to see it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been nice. There hasn't really been any like shenanigans in the sports industry recently that we've had to like come on here and yell about. And be like, oh,
0: guys, like we're so sad. And be like disappointed. It's Um, been good. It's been actual sports fun. It's been delightful. Oh, this person got fired. This person got like, that's fine. That's fun. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't want to say that somebody losing their job is fun. No, but it's, like, it's NHL coaches. You know they're going to get another one. And it's like, chaos. It's chaos. It's, it's real sports issues that are part of the game and not just people being. Not off the field. People being like, assholes and people soccer, being. we don't,
1: we don't love coming on here and, like, yelling about how hockey disappoints us. But, like, if it's going to not give us a choice but to talk about that, like, we're damn well going to talk about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. It's really nice to be able to come on here. For the last few weeks and not have another case of like shaking our heads at the NHL or, or the NFL or the NBA or the MLB or the, like it's, it's really nice. It's it's been a nice breath of fresh air that we can just talk about sports because that's really what we like
0: to do. Absolutely. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah. We will see you next week. This was, this was fun. Good um, hopefully your team wins something tonight, whether it's a game, a lottery, <laughs> a series maybe. Actually, I guess nobody can win a series tonight, but I hope your team wins tonight. Whatever that may be. Unless you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, I hope they lose miserably. Okay, bye friends. Okay, bye!